Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I've realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Welcome to episode 10, Tipping Point. I'd like to spend some time today on the guiding principle choice, and more importantly, consequence as it relates to time management. With people working more than they ever have, we need to heighten our awareness around prioritizing our time to avoid burnout. Life is changing, and so are the demands of our personal life and work. Some of the most drastic changes I've heard people talk about recently are learning to work from home, managing children that are homeschooling, being around your family, or being alone 24-7, many of which are new to our daily life. None of us have chosen COVID-19 or its effect on our lives. However, we do get to choose how we react as well as how we'll proceed within the limitations that have been defined by this situation. It's important to note that we always have the power of choice. We can choose our attitude, how we react, and how we spend our time. For today, I want to focus on the specifics of how we spend our time. Ariana Huffington, the founder of the Huffington Post and the author of the book Thrive, has said, We think mistakenly that success is the result of the amount of time we put in at work, instead of the quality of time we put in. This is one of the truest statements I've heard as it relates to the perception of time spent working. Time is a precious commodity. It is also something that we have control over, yet we often let it get away from us. I wish I had a dollar for every time that I've said I don't have enough time. Can you relate? If you can, we would both be rich and enjoying early retirement with a lot more free time. In her book, Huffington also argues that it's time for society to stop thinking of success only in the terms of money and power and redefine it altogether. She also states, If we truly want to thrive in our professional and personal lives, we have to create room for well-being, wisdom, wonder, and giving as well. So what led Huffington to her perspective on thriving? In 2007, she fainted in her office from exhaustion and shattered her cheekbone. It was a wake-up call that her 18-hour days had driven her body to a breaking point, leading her to collapse. She had sacrificed her personal health and happiness for money and power. In this situation, money, status, or success didn't matter. Her physical being had had enough. This is just one example in many where we can confuse our priorities with what really matters. Since this incident, Huffington has been committed to sharing her experience and perspective on thriving. Thriving means creating space in your life to take care of your own well-being tapping into your life's wisdom, feeling wonder, and engaging in giving to find fulfillment. So where do you begin in prioritizing your own success or happiness? How will you better manage your time and well-being going forward? Through prioritization, that's how. 
Okay, here's where I confess. Hi, my name is Candace, and I'm addicted to buying planners. <laughs> yes, I am that person that uses stickers and highlighters to glamify my daily planning activities. I'm also the person that gets excited to shop at Office Max or Staples. I love to plan, and I L-O-V-E love to organize my life. To date, or to the best of my recollection, I've purchased 21 different types of planners. I'm not sure if that makes me a great planner or just a great shopper. Nonetheless, I'm always looking for a better way to plan, set goals, and visualize the next step. A few planner recommendations are Erin Codron Design if you love personalization, Commit 30 if you need help with setting goals, and Evo if you want to have a better understanding of how your personality shows up in your planning process. If you can't tell, I get excited just talking about it. Now on to the actual planning process. I found that the best planning process starts with looking at where you want to be three to five years out. It sounds like a long and lofty way to plan out your immediate goals. However, it's important to understand what you're trying to achieve. This will make the planning process for shorter term goals clearer. Once you have your three to five year goals, I recommend shifting to your 12 month and six month goals. Make sure your one year goals tie directly to your three to five year plan. Your longer term goals should be approached through high level bullets. An example would be pay off debts, buy a home, etc. The details or action items will become more granular as you work on your short-term goals. Your 30, 60, 90 day plan becomes more specific and even more detailed as you get to your monthly, weekly, and daily actions. Again, it's important to ensure that all of your actionable items align with the bigger objectives. The more you plan, the easier it'll get, I promise. This leads me to planning out your day and your work schedule to the hour. In the last few years, four choices I've made in my daily schedule have absolutely changed my life. Since you know I love a good acronym, those four things are W-Y-S-E-R, WISER. The W is for drinking water. I even note it in my planner how much and when. Y is for yoga, as well as meditation that I do daily. S is for sleep. This one is huge. I sleep seven to nine hours a night and I go to bed and get up at the same time each day, even on the weekends. Last is ER, which stands for eating regularly. Again, I schedule the times that I eat. Even if I'm traveling, I pack snacks so I can stay on my routine. These behaviors have altered my physical, emotional, and overall well-being 100%. I am without a doubt a better person. A great example of how choice ties to a positive outcome or consequence. This is where I will also admit that I wish I would have been wiser in my younger years. I would have saved a ton of money on fad diets and books. So back to the title of today's episode, Tipping Point. I want to share why wiser became a part of my life. It was a result of being pushed past my tipping point where my emotional state was impacted by physical health and I didn't even realize it was happening. All right, so I'm gonna ask you to write this down, unless of course you're driving or doing something that prevents you from grabbing a piece of paper or pen. I would just ask you to remember the statement, you are human, you have limits, and no matter what you're working towards, you and your health need to be your number one priority. 
I had to learn this lesson the hard way. I was well past my tipping point, and it took a health scare to shift my focus and priorities in the right direction. It was in 2017. I had just wrapped up the holiday as a district manager in a top-performing retail organization. I wasn't feeling well. I was working 12 to 15 hours a day, pretty much seven days a week, with little to no sleep, and emotionally, I was a hot mess. On top of working way too many hours, I was still grieving the loss of my mother and trying to cope with being estranged from my daughter due to her addiction. The foundation of my family and my emotional state was cracked. Physically, I was fatigued and I was having a hard time focusing. And then came the issues with my memory. I would forget where I just placed something and I could barely remember a task without writing it down. This worried me, so I decided it was time to see a doctor. My doctor ran blood tests and did a standard physical. However, there didn't appear to be anything wrong. Due to the frequency of my memory loss, she referred me to a neurologist. The neurologist sent me for an MRI and performed an EEG to determine if there was abnormal brain activity. The MRI was negative, thank goodness. However, the EEG did show some slowing in my brain waves. Yeah, I have no idea what that really meant. I just know it resulted in more tests. Within a week, I was sent to see a neuropsychologist for what they call cognitive testing. These are tests that measure cognitation or the ability for your brain to process normally. So basically it meant I would spend half the day testing my ability to think, speak, remember, make decisions, and learn. The appointment started with a psychological evaluation, and then there was three full hours of answering questions, taking tests on a computer, and then a series of activities that make you feel like you are literally losing your mind. I left feeling a bit discouraged, nervous, and concerned that my brain would never be the same again. I returned a week and a half later to get the results. The doctor, a female similar in age, sat down with me. She shared that her first concern was the number of hours I was working and her second concern being my lack of sleep, noting that she works about 10 hours a day, five days a week, and she needs a full night of rest to maintain her schedule. She also explained that as we age, our bodies change and that could also be impacting my memory. Then she shared three words I never thought I'd hear a doctor say to me, you are depressed. I remember shaking my head and saying, I don't feel depressed. You see, in my mind, I'm strong and I can get through anything. She then said, it may not be what you want to hear knowing your daughter's history. However, my diagnosis is clinical depression. Mumbling out loud, I said, depressed? I'm depressed? Now what? Her suggested treatment included three options, counseling, regular rest, and exercise. She recommended that I start there. If I didn't see improvement, medication was an option. Ugh, I cried the entire drive home. How could I be depressed? Maybe you found yourself in a similar state. Maybe you've hit a wall and then wondered how in the heck you got there. Maybe, just maybe, you found your tipping point. I certainly had found mine. Here's where resilience and agility stepped in. I was determined to figure it out, and I wanted to do it without being medicated. Knowing that my daughter's struggle with depression and anxiety led to her addiction to prescription drugs, 
I was scared, and I was willing to try just about any natural remedy. Shortly after that, I started counseling and found relief in daily meditation. About six months later, I discovered my love for yoga. Within a year, I was feeling so much better. I was eating and sleeping regularly, along with working in a much more productive manner. I was working less hours, and imagine this, I was getting more done. Go figure. The journey to my tipping point was long. I didn't recognize the swirl or how I was reacting to it. I also didn't recognize the consequences my body was experiencing from my choice to work beyond my physical limits. Burnout is a real thing, and it has real consequences. I hope my experience inspires you to be a little wiser as well. This also reminds me of one of my favorite quotes by Bill Gates. Success today requires the agility and drive to constantly rethink, reinvigorate, react, and reinvent. This is the perfect way to avoid hitting your own tipping point. Reinventing yourself or your routine takes agility, resilience, and commitment. You have to care enough about yourself to say, I've had enough of what is pushing me to my limit. The job, relationship, or situation are not worth compromising your well-being. Happiness is something we all deserve, and being emotionally healthy is part of the requirement. So choice and consequence need to be top of mind as you outline your daily schedule, set your short-term and long-term goals, and consider the things that truly matter most in your life. Your health and happiness depend on it. Until next time, success buddies, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple, Google, or the podcast platform of your choice. Stay in touch by signing up for my monthly newsletter at CandiceWilly.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.